0: On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing Trick or Treat from 1986 with Bianca Elaine, star, co writer, and producer of Zombinatrix.
1: Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film considered but not limited to being a cult classic. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. Something you
2: can't deny. It's
3: party time, yeah! it's the sweeping sensation that's sweeping the nation and i'm gonna do it to you right here right now wow you did something you did something to that tape i don't know what you did but you're getting into some weird fucking shit man it's
2: like you say, rock's chosen warriors will rule the apocalypse
0: this is Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 88. This is Brandon. And as always with me is your uh, devilish rockin' and rolling co host Cullen.
3: Hey kids, a little tip out there. Uh, don't hold satanic rituals in hotel rooms. It doesn't end well. And
0: don't put this episode on vinyl and play it backwards. Today we are here to discuss the 1986 film Trick or Treat Cullen. Shred them a sweet plot. A bully teenage Y is devastated at the death of his heavy metal
3: idol, Sammy Kerr. But a Halloween night approaches, he discovers that he may be the only one who can stop Sammy from making a satanic comeback from beyond the grave.
0: Trick or Treat is directed by Charles Martin Smith and stars Mark Price, not the basketball player, the actor, Tony Fields, Lisa Orgolini, Doug Savant, Elaine Joyce, Gene Simmons, and Ozzy Osbourne. So welcome back to Cult Cinema Cavalcade for our Halloween episode. You know, we're always here Halloween week uh, unintentionally. Like our episode we do bi-weekly, it always tends to land the week of Halloween. One time landed on Halloween, which is really cool. But before we get into all of this, it's with great honor we have to welcome back to the show the star, co-writer, producer, she tells me she has costumes too, of Zombinatrix, Bianca Elaine.
4: Hi, thank you for having me here on the show again.
0: I appreciate having you back. It's been forever.
4: I know. It's been so
0: long. Much, much time longer time than l- my mind thinks. It's like right. crap. I know time
4: flies. You know, and it's a scientific fact. The older you get, the faster time. <laughs> hey. The faster time goes by. It's it's actually true. They've done studies on it. It's crazy.
0: Very true. So last time you were here, you were prepping. You were getting ready to do Zombinatrix. Well, we're back here now, and now you're really pushing. And still trying to get zombie nature off the ground, but I think it's going to be a reality now. You just had a successful Kickstarter campaign and met your goal, but it's still open.
4: Right. We, As of October 25th, we are 106% funded, so we are at $10,646, which is incredible that we've made 106% of our goal, but we only have a few days left, and you never know what can happen. We
2: mm-hmm. we are
4: trying to go for a stretch goal of $15,000. We still, you know, have a long way to go. We'd like to have that l- nice little cushion to make sure that we can still get at least, you know, the 10, 11, 12,000 that we really need, because I'm not sure if a lot of your listeners know this, but Kickstarter itself, along with the financial people that take I don't know if it's Square or I don't think it's PayPal, but whoever they are, they uh, take about 10% of what you make. So <laughs> we could make $10,000 and instantly lose 1000 because that's that's how Kickstarter works. They take a big chunk of what you make. And then we also have to create all of the product to ship it to you. And, you know, it looks like we've made a ton of money, but we're left with Not quite as much as it looks like, so we are still hoping to get to our stretch goal of $15,000 and... Uh, We're really excited that Ed Rebka of Megadeth fame, he created bazillions of album covers for thrash bands and heavy metal bands and punk bands and, you know, t-shirt designs and things like that. Most well known for Vic Rattlehead, for all you thrashers and headbangers out there. He uh, is going to create artwork for our film. So if we reach that $15,000 goal... By November third, midnight Eastern Standard Time, then everybody gets a free eleven by seventeen poster by Ed Revka if you donate fifty dollars or more. So that's an original piece of artwork that you get free just as an as a thank you for helping us reach our stretch goal.
0: Yeah, you need the, the money you got, but like sometimes the, the stretch goal, like you could do more. Well, you're already gonna make an awesome movie, but you can make an even Awesomer movie with that extra money. Like there could be, you know, it could be emergency funds, but it could also be, hey, we can now add this to it that we have that you hadn't told people before. It opens up new doors.
4: Yes, along with paying Ed Repka, right, right, (laughs) right, who is uh, worth every penny. We will also have more special effects. We have stop motion uh, Webster Colcord who uh, has works on Stranger Things. He worked on Deadpool. He worked on Maleficent. He he has been helping and guiding us through this process. He's been such a wonderful mentor, and he believed in our project from day one. And he was the one who was really like, guys, this is something really special. You need to do this. So having a Hollywood level effects artist who's been in the business for 30 or more years tell me that this is this is something good, then uh, I believe him. So I trust him. And if we raise more money, he can create even more special effects for a stop motion for fans of stop motion animation. I'm a big fan of that. And we can just have more blood, more screen time for me as i because getting into that makeup, it looks very subtle uh, in the behind the scenes shoot.
0: It looks fantastic though. Oh, thank you. I mean, it's damn
4: in the teaser trailer. It's not as perfect as I would like it to be because we've, we've still been experimenting with it, but it's actually like, prosthetic silicone pieces on my face. To enhance my cheekbones and eye socket area, and then that badass, like Y incision on my shoulders and chest. So, applying that, and then since I'm kind of scantily clad, okay, I'm scantily clad through the whole movie, (laughs) basically. So, we have to do entire body makeup sometimes if, you know, if I'm just wearing like corset and then stockings and stuff like that, you have to do my legs, you have to do my arms, my back. You have to do my face. You know, we have to do everything. So getting into Zombinatrix mode financially costs us two to $500 a day. Like every day I shoot, that's how much it costs the special effects artists that we have to pay to
0: time and money.
4: Oh, it it takes, it takes hours to get into that. And you know, I'm used to that. I When I worked on Albino farm, I was first on set (laughs) last to leave basically with the crew and, uh, that was a five to five hour makeup process. I think this is Ooh. might even beat that. this is probably a I don't know six hour makeup process plus I have dark brown eyes naturally so I have to wear these pan painted contacts that were very expensive but they're fit to my prescription but because <laughs> they are so um, opaque, uh i can't really see when i'm wearing these contacts i my vision is blurry so i'm not sure if we're going to have to go with new contacts or or what but uh that's just a little tidbit your your
2: yeah
4: um everything's blurry so maybe it makes me more angry <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and i'll be a meaner zombie natrix <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I, th- I for one think you've caught lightning in a bottle there you've got a great title a concept that hasn't been touched upon in like forever and the, the tagline that she's into whips and brains brilliant, brilliant I
4: came up with that I'm proud of myself for that mm-hmm. because I you know I don't usually pat myself on the back or anything but one day you know my husband came up with Zombinatrix as in a zombie dominatrix but mm-hmm. I don't think it was even it might have been a day later that I just wrote him, you know, because we talk on Messenger during the day when when we're apart. I sent him a message. I was like, what do you think of this tagline? She's into whips and brains. And then he was like, oh, my God, I love it. So, yeah, we came up basically with the whole concept together. And it's a little bit of a nod to Frankenhooker. But we want to go further because I love Frankenhooker, but. The thing about the movie is you want more Frankenhooker. You know, she's mm-hmm. not really, she has personality, but you don't know much about her. Um, we want Zominatrix to be a little bit darker. She's sort of a mix between Eric Draven from The Crow and <laughs> Patty Mullins, Frankenhooker. So there's sort of a combination there. A little bit of Freddy Krueger maybe thrown in there for a go. good, good measure. <laughs> all, all good things. All yeah. All good things. So I hope I hope the fans like it and we are big heavy metal enthusiasts especially classic metal because I am a generation xer and I grew up I remember when MTV first launched and the very first videos they played, and I grew up watching MTV in its heyday, in its prime, so that that was a really big influence on me, along with horror films, so we really wanted to merge that culture of um, 80s to early 90s uh, hard rock and heavy metal and thrash uh, with horror movies because i think they go so well together it's like a match made in hell so <laughs> we're hoping that we can bring something new to the audiences out there that they really would love to see you know because and and back then you know you you see all the album covers especially from the earlier 80s metal bands and death metal and all that stuff they have the uh, a lot of nods to snm even with judas priest and and everything like that it's just sort of like they're always in the biker gear and the the <laughs> whips and chains and restraints and things like that. So mm-hmm. there's always there was always like a little nod to S&M in heavy metal culture, I think, and at least in the artwork. So we want to bring that. That was the whole point of the film. We want to bring all of those elements together to get something really fun and exciting for uh, moviegoers to see.
0: And we can't wait to see it.
4: I hope so. <laughs> we worked hard on it.
0: <laughs> Go bear these tidings to
2: Great Lucifer. Say Faustus doth surrender up his soul, so he will spare him for and. Twenty years to give me whatsoever I shall ask, to tell me whatsoever I demand, to slay my enemies and aid my friends
3: and always be obedient to my will.
0: Moving on to the movie, we're discussing Trick or Treat. You picked it. Why do you want to bring this one to the table?
4: I know that everyone who knows anything about me knows this. I'm a huge fan of heavy metal of that era like from 80 well all the 80s basically but especially mid 80s to late 80s and early 90s and the fastway soundtrack was i just i still listen to it i listen to it tonight just to get prepped up for this interview and i i just i freaking love it man i think Mm -hmm. it's just it's a great soundtrack and when i started doing watch these films which is my pizza kind of cheap little (laughs) video movie review show my my mission at first was to find the ultimate rock and roll heavy metal horror movie and i went through lots of them like hard rock zombies and uh there were some pretty or the video dead and things like that which were Mm -hmm. fun but they you know they're not the best movie and of course uh we were talking about old High Pike and his movie. Has
0: it Halloween or Hack a Lantern?
4: Hack a Lantern. I always call it Halloween, but it's Hack a Lantern. I think that was uh, one of
0: the alternate titles for it. So they might, uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah, maybe that's what.
4: Yeah, that's what it is now. And I was watching these, and then I got a hold of finally. I was at a place called Wonder Books here in Maryland, and they're awesome. They carry stuff that they they still rent DVDs, and they carry stuff that nobody else does. So. I see Trick or Treat, and it's got, you know, a giant picture of Ozzy Osbourne and <laughs> Gene Simmons on the front, even though they right, only... Then, put oh, the... that cover.
0: I know that cover you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Because yeah. this this is a newer version. I, I, unfortunately, didn't... I might have seen this when I was a kid, but I would remember, so I don't think I did. Mm. I took it home, and I watched it, expecting it to be subpar, fun, bad movie, but... It actually turned out to be, in my opinion, probably one of the best, if not the best, like, heavy metal horror films made of that era, because I think the acting by the lead boy, the teenage boy, is, is actually, yeah, he was great. I thought he was, he did a fantastic job, I mean, of feeling sympathetic toward him as a character, and, and the set design was wonderful, the... His room looked like a real, it looked like me and my older sister's room from when we were teenagers, Mm. just tacked up Guns N' Roses. Well, he didn't have, this was pre-Guns N' Roses and stuff, but we had Skid Row and Guns N' Roses.
0: He had the Judas Priest calendar.
4: (laughs) You know what the saddest part about that movie is? He rips down all those posters. I'm like, dude, what I would do to have those posters today. <laughs> but they rip them all up and just, I mean, I think he had like a raven poster or whatever, like everything, you know, everything you can imagine. And it was just that really just, I remember being in school and it reminded me a lot of how I grew up in school. Like today, people are a lot believe it or not, in a different way, more accepting of people that listen to... No, they're not. I don't know. Oh
0: well, No, no, no. Okay, so people, like, I, I, I know where you're going with this, and talk about, like, Horror and heavy metal were, like, you know, through the 80s. You know, we, we bring up satanic panic a lot on here, but, like, due to that, that was very taboo things. Like, actors wouldn't do horror movies. Kids weren't supposed to watch them as the devil stuff, and, you know, metal was the devil's music. So you were a weird kid if you liked those things.
4: I was, and I, even in 1994 and 95, I was wearing, like, Nine Inch snail shirts and early, early Marilyn Manson stuff mm-hmm. before he did Antichrist, Superstar, and I got thrown out of school for it, literally. because Beyond was they,
0: plugged in. Uh,
4: they they told me that my look was too much of a distraction, and they told me I had two options. I could go to night school and finish, or I what? could go get my... Oh, no, my. this is this is a true story. This is a true story. Or I could get my GED, and so I went to oh, night my school. God. For your clothing! Yeah, I had uh, dyed black hair, and sometimes it was like punky color red, and I would wear these Marilyn Manson shirts that were like, fuck your God, fuck television, you know, all this yeah. stuff. But, but you got to remember, I grew up in the Bible Belt. I grew up okay. in Garland, Texas. More Baptist churches on corners than grocery stores, so wow. it was a big deal. And um, I got into arguments with my history teacher a lot of times because she didn't like the way I looked because of what I was wearing, and she thought I was a devil worshiper and everything else. And I was interested in that stuff. I don't really, I'm not, ai guess I'm a spiritual person. I'm not really a religious person either way. But uh, I liked stirring up a little bit of trouble. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit of a wild teenager. So I would uh, argue with her about how she should not be bringing up, you know, Christianity and things like that in school. Because it wasn't, at that time I felt like it wasn't appropriate. And she and I would get into arguing matches like right there. One day, I remember she like turned around and I just like flipped her off, and the whole class went crazy. And they all laughed, and then, uh yeah, then uh, as you know, I was asked to uh, leave school. But nice. I'll tell you this: I, I was always an A student. Was I would have been. Those don't matter you, when you're
0: wearing a Marilyn Manson t-shirt.
4: No, yeah. no, no. And if you have black lipstick on or whatever, I. Would have been valedictorian at my night school, but they, I think they didn't want me to be because of the way I looked again. And they told me, no, because you transferred in, even though you have the highest grade point average here in school, we're going to give it to the person right below you or whatever like the second place person so i didn't get to give the valedictorian speech because of the way it looked sounds crazy today to people probably especially younger people under 30 but there was a lot of discrimination against people
0: hashtag justice for bianca right now if that was going (laughs) on <laughs> right now, gonna, huh.
4: now it's like so funny because i go over to my cvs and the one of the pharmacy girls you know she's wearing like a bondage chain and she's like probably like 21 i mean a bondage collar and mm-hmm. she's got stains on and stuff she works at cvs you know everybody's got tattoos everybody's hair you colors. can wear piercings uh, to
0: work that aren't on yeah, your ears yeah like yeah
4: you can have total you can have sleeve tattoos and work at hospitals or you know whatever it's nothing now but you know back in 1995 or 6 this, especially in the bible belt it was a big deal yeah and i'll i'll go back even further than that like when i was probably about 12 or 13 my dad would take us to church on weekends cuz his his my stepmother is, is I, I don't know if she still is but she would just she was a church goer and uh, so we would sit through they would you know lecture us and they actually showed us one of those satanic scare videos oh. uh, mm-hmm. and it all that did was make me want to learn about heavy metal because I was like, oh my god, those kids are so cool. You know, they've got mm-hmm. pentagrams and there's like backward masking in there. Hell sounds a <laughs> Actors, lot cooler than boring with, heaven. Like,
0: Stuff happens in hell. The, <laughs> I
4: mean, yeah, the music's better. Well, You know, let's, let's <laughs> get that out of the way. But early on, I was just like all about it. And then my older sister, I don't know what she was going through, but she was she was the one that was really in the heavy metal at the time. And then she went to church and You know, they changed her mind about everything and brainwashed her about it. And she burned, I remember the day that she burned all of her cassettes and Mm. she tore all of her Megadeth and Metallica and Anthrax and Skid Row posters down and just ripped them up. And then she did the whole Jesus thing for a long time. And I just, for a long time, I, I just was angry about that. And today I'm accepting of Christians. I'm not... You know, mad about that, but for a long time I had a chip on my shoulder because I was just like, I don't know, it just pissed me off because it's like, this is the music I like and this is the stuff I like. It doesn't make me a bad person or whatever, but whatever, I, to each his own. Did
0: the headbanger bang his head? How can you listen to this shit? <clears throat> well, will uh, head on over to our movie plot. The movie opens on some, like, cryptic narration, and then we kick into some metal, and we take a tour of the coolest kid in the 1986's room. There is, like, it's, like as Bianca it, said, there's lots <laughs> of posters and stuff in here.
3: It's the most metal room ever, because not only does it have posters all over the walls, but, like, the walls aren't even, like, drywall. It's, like, exposed,
2: like... or something, or an exposed... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like it, it looks like a room that says, I hate my parents. And this is my room proofs it.
4: And you know just... what? If you were a teenager and you didn't hate your parents, you were doing something wrong.
3: That's right. it...
4: <laughs> the, the room is so metal. He has
3: like a pet rat, too, I think.
0: Yeah, I know he does. Yeah. And you know what's weird? Like, I, I Looking at this room, I'm like, oh, this must be like above the garage or like that outside shed type room. No, it's in the house, just down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You know, They just decided,
0: like, like, like we like don't that. need... Well, w- he's in college now, but he's going to community school, and we'll just let him stay at the house, and but have his own place. But no, it's just <laughs> the room, no. and the first left in the hallway.
3: There was a long time in this movie where I thought, uh, does our main character have parents? Because we didn't yes, see them for a too. long like, time in the movie.
4: Where I... When I grew up, like, my parental people were never really around. My mom worked nights, so... And my... I had a stepdad around for a while, but... A lot of times it was like that. So maybe that's another reason I love this movie is because it was just sort of like I ruled the house and did whatever the fuck I wanted. Gotcha. <laughs> well, he doesn't rule the
0: handled. house. He rules his room. His like, room. <laughs> he just...
4: Well, okay, I'll, I'll say that. I ruled my room. My room was pretty badass. <laughs> Not as badass as his, but it was cool.
0: We meet Eddie Weinbauer, who goes by the name Ragman, and he's he's writing a musician a letter about how he's bummed about a concert getting canceled and wondering what these people have that he needs. And then we see he's a bit of a loner. We get like this montagey thing, and he's kind of like a loser in school. He's picked on by the preps and jocks. Eddie gets uh, detawled in the locker room, and he's picked on because of because uh, he likes metal. Like Are you middle head,
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that banger head head banger, and they we did call them headbangers back then. That's what yeah.
0: we. He's going to reach for a tape. Uh, that's flying out the door. He gets detawled, and he winds up in a girls' gym class, and they take a—they have a Polaroid camera sitting around during gym class. <laughs> and they take a picture of him. Cheerleading
4: practice. They need those Polaroids. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> one of the girls uh, doesn't seem to approve. We see, you know, in the background, and uh, more of his voiceover. He's talking about the one thing that keeps him together is that Sammy Kerr, the musician he's writing to, had gone to his school and made it. And then he goes to do laundry, and we learn more about uh, Sammy Kerr. He's a controversial musician, and his concert at the school being canceled. He
4: wants Sammy to come play his high school, yes. and he's pissed off. Be- and that's another theme, and I don't know if you've seen the other movie, Black Roses. That was a theme there where they, <laughs> <laughs> the lead character got really angry because the biggest band who's never toured or anything ever was supposed to play their high school, but didn't because we all know that huge metal rock bands would come play high school. <laughs> <all> right. right.
3: <laughs> like at least there's like an excuse in this movie because Sammy like came from that went, town. Yeah, he went
0: for the high
4: school. Sure. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Like, That's true. It,
0: but it e- is still Eastside, a little ridiculous. Eastside Middle School, uh, Eastside Middle School homecoming dance featuring Kiss. I know, right? I wish. <laughs> yeah. Well,
3: you know what people that make it like really big like this love to do? Going back home to the town they tried to escape <laughs> know, for years.
0: And his concert at the school being canceled due to violence and obscenity in his music. And, and this is before parental advisory sticker was on a record or, a, or CD or a cassette, too.
4: I think that a lot of the Sammy Kerr character, I think, ha- was probably... I know a lot of people say he was inspired by others, but I'm thinking if you don't know a lot about Blacky Lawless and early Wasp stuff, check it out because he takes it's like Kiss, but he takes it to a darker level, you know. So uh, he he was also supposed to be one of the people that spoke during the whole Tipper Gore parental advisory sticker controversy, but I, for some reason he didn't speak out about it. But Dee Snyder I think, ended up. Taking over that spot, but mm-hmm. yeah, I hear a lot of funny stories about this Like people either love him or hate him. It's kind of funny. I don't know. Hmm. I I love him. I don't know. He depends never, on
0: what day you meet him.
4: I guess so, right? Like, but you know, he's a Virgo. I'm Virgo. He's insane. I'm insane. I just gotta go with it. <laughs> there you go. I always <laughs> say he's my he's my spirit animal if I have one. Like, in his craziest. Craziest days with Chris Holmes and everything, and that wild mentality, yeah.
0: We get on the news, like, an old, prude PTA president. uh, She talks about that damn rock music. And uh, we get a clip of Sammy fighting some politicians in, like, a hearing. And we we then find out, surprise, Sammy was killed in a hotel fire, which just... (laughs) Stuns Eddie.
3: Yeah, uh, bury the lead much? <laughs> yeah. like, why was that? Th- yeah, that was like it was literally at the end of the story that the newscasters were telling.
4: That's I know the they're t- like he's so controversial, and then they show him wearing like chaps and like doing all this crazy stuff, and they're like and he's dead at 38 in a hotel fire by the way guys we just thought we'd throw that in there at the end
0: jeez <laughs> oh, eddie goes to cry in his bed and then tears his room apart as a song with uh he goes like tear down the walls i guess <laughs> down the walls yeah walking to school with my headphones on the <clears throat> i kind of like Leslie, but she might be out of my league
3: it's like like, like possibly the most on the nose song <laughs> in any movie ever <laughs> Back in Time and Back to the Future isn't even as on the nose (laughs) as this song is. This song
4: wanted you to know exactly what was happening at every moment. I wanted
0: the whole movie to have songs like that after this. I was like, okay, (laughs) I'll I'll go with this. I want this to happen every time.
4: I'm going to school. (laughs) I'm crying now because she rejected
0: me. Come on, Roger. Jack that car. (laughs) (laughs) He's tearing up the room, but he stops at the Sammy Kerr poster because there probably weren't many made, just enough for the movie, and he can't rip that up. <laughs> um, it was a big poster, too. It, it, it looks expensive. It's stare. I'm like, I know. Is, is, he like is, is, is it a sexual stare? Is it like a, a hard stare? Like it's it, I'm confused looking at it, and I don't like how I feel. Uh, no. uh, it uh,
4: makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> Eddie visits the local DJ who's played by Gene Simmons, which (laughs) you could miss that this is Gene Simmons. Honestly.
4: Look, I'm going to tell you this, and I've told everybody who's watched this movie, Gene Simmons is actually a, a good actor. He's like, good in I was, this
0: one scene. Yeah. He's
4: really, really good. He's very believable. He's not. He doesn't put on the Gene Simmons act. It's and not this is hacky.
0: Prob- it's not there for like some stunt like, hey, it's Gene Simmons. He's dressed like any Joe Schmo that would be playing the DJ is. And it's- yep. You
4: know what? My guess is that's probably what Gene Simmons is really more like in his real personal life. Yeah. He just seemed to be, like, a regular guy. He didn't have to put on the whole, like, macho, aggressive act that he always does in his
0: in, in his interviews and stuff so he's, he, he's so natural it's, it's i know it's weird like you have to go back and check like that was gene simmons let yeah, me make yeah. sure and he just plays with mark price so well he feels like a true like mentor it, and it's weird like because mike price should be acting him out of the room like here comes this rock musician and a you know stunt casted part no it's just the most natural scene in the movie i agree
4: and I definitely think, I mean, if Gene Simmons ever decides to retire as Gene Simmons in Kiss, that he should pursue acting because he's he was very good, very yeah. natural. Especially for a guy who who doesn't drink or it's not like he was nervous and had to drink or anything like that before mm-hmm. he went on or he doesn't do drugs or anything like that. He was just so you're like you said, natural. He was probably he, pro- he probably
0: picked one of up acting skills actors. from being on sets of Shannon Tweed movies. I mean <laughs> uh, he picked
2: it up. I
3: mean. When I saw him as the DJ, I you know, I've done radio stuff and I've done television stuff and I thought, uh, this was back when people like ...had this illusion that DJs were these super cool guys. Like, no, you're just a guy that plays music. You're told what music (laughs) to play. You have a list. And then you just play those, and then you play commercials, you play promos, and you go back to doing music. Like, you've been replaced by automation. You're not that cool, dude. Calm down.
0: Yeah, but young people, when they're in high school, they look up to those DJs. That's the people. I mean, you get older, you're like, fuck, yeah. stop talking. But, like, young people, they, like, know the local the DJ for their station. And so, I don't know if it's like that nowadays, because oh, God, I don't no. know how people do <laughs> the music nowadays. I,
4: yeah. I heart Radio takes over everything, so who knows? But, yeah. yeah, I know what you
0: mean. Yeah, but back in my day, like, I knew some of the Like, we had we had one called like the like weasel and he went from like alt rock to like rap and it was that's a weird jump you know you you knew who they were because you know you went to the concerts they'd be introducing bands and stuff so they were a personality a lot of them were overconfident assholes uh, you know but as it is but i I really like what he's got here's like an old you know he said he wanted to do like a wolfman jack thing which yeah yeah but he's fine the way he is in this movie um i did like some of the lines like where you know they're talking and you know Eddie's as if he knows the guy this guy knows the guy but doesn't you know he's like he
4: did
3: leave us some great songs though didn't he He spoke to us
2: he still does
4: dead or alive
2: it doesn't matter
3: Eddie he wasn't a god this rock warrior nobody
2: understands him the way that I do
3: Eddie you didn't know him he was angry he was
2: always angry even in high school no
1: He stood up for what he believed
3: in, and they nailed him for it. He wanted to play the high school, right? But no, no, no,
2: no, they stopped him. They they, 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 they
1: banned him. They tried to fuck him over everywhere he went.
2: I know what that's like. Eddie, he did this to himself don't you get it
0: you know, he gets him off the topic because right, you know, like, right. I don't really know this dude you don't but they are yeah because
4: they are yeah. about the same age I think like, like, I really was like close. this
0: scene like it's, it's I it's know a, so do a, I I a, think it's one it's of the a best confused youth and this like veteran guy that like used to be this guy but it's been demystified and I just I, mm-hmm. I and it's in this trick-or-treat movie which is just baffling but I was really take I, I really like this this scene uh after they argue the DJ says uh he shows him this record he has and he's gonna play the last record of sammy kerr on like halloween night at midnight it's the last it's the only copy in the world and it's sammy's wishes to play it at midnight on halloween and he gives eddie the record and says he has a tape of it and he can play that at the studio
3: (laughs) hey teenage boy take this priceless piece of music with you home teenage boys are known to be responsible and take care of everything and that what's they And what you do, is start
0: scratching it, making it go backwards, <laughs> of course. <laughs> huh? You're right, Colin. First thing!
4: Back-masking, man. You know that it's in there. You gotta do that with all your... <laughs> Yeah. Records. So
0: at school, there's a there's a nerdy little guy named Roger that's like I guess Eddie's best friend, or it's just like, hey, it's the two of us. We better just be friends at the school. <laughs> no um, one else will talk to us. <laughs> yeah, and a little sweet moment. He checks on him to see if he's okay because he knows he's really into the Sammy guy. And then Leslie approaches Eddie and gives him a uh, cassette, and it has the Polaroid of his the toweling Under it, and she... Like, burn it! Like, hey, I burned it for you, but... um, (laughs) She invites him to a party at the pool at school late at night, which... Eddie shows up at the party, Lloyd Dobler style, but pre-Lloyd Dobler, because Lloyd Dobler came after this guy. Uh, that you know, that trench coat and the head, like that, that mm-hmm. look. And he takes a bottle that's holding the door open, and it shuts for the school. And as he uh, glares at the party and checks out the topless girls and such going on and the drinking.
3: Like <laughs> yeah. I saw that. Like what? <laughs> Like, we went to the wrong high school. Like, this looks yeah. awesome.
4: We were never partying like that We didn't have school. a pool.
0: Yeah. That's the difference. If we'd had a pool yeah. at our high school, Cullen. But, Cullen. Yeah, I can't remember but, if we had a pool. I don't know. But,
3: but but also, who breaks into the school after it's closed to hang out? You know that place that you hate being for most of your day? Hey, let's go back there at night. Great. But they're jocks. That's what they do. Breaking the
0: rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the jocks, you know, those are the guys that are most attached after they graduate. No, they have to live those years You're again. right.
3: You're right. Hey, dude, you (laughs) want
0: to go to homecoming? Dude, we are 43 years old. (laughs) Why are we going to high school homecoming?
3: They are living through the peak.
0: The main jerk, Tim, tells him to get the fuck out of there. And Eddie says he's meeting someone there. And a girl says she needs to ask him something and and comes and asks him why he can't act normal and why he's so creepy. And I'm like, (laughs) he's like more normal than anybody in this I know. He's immediately...
3: She's immediately shitty to him. Like, all I did was walk in. I, I didn't, I didn't say, drawer. yeah. I've done nothing to no one.
0: And then she's like, "Why are you so creepy?" Yeah, yeah like, like, <laughs> why are you asking me this? Like,
3: <laughs> like, like I, like, I don't know. Why do your friends like strip people naked and throw them in front of others? Right. Why, why do your friends commit sex crimes? I don't know.
0: <laughs> why do you have a problem with my taste in music? Can I not just listen to that? <laughs> like. I I, I wear headphones, assholes. You don't have to hear it. (laughs) The jerk squad, they grab Eddie, and he he ends up falling in the pool, fully clothed with his heavy backpack, and apparently he can't swim up, but Leslie dives in to save him, and he leaves.
3: They put a a weight... In his bag, don't they? Oh, okay. And then they push oh, him in. A,
0: okay, I must have.
3: Yeah, so so they actually try to kill Eddie. I mean, like
0: try to murder him, but
3: he's the creepy one. Right. Yeah, right. God, it's it's literally attempted murder.
0: He leaves. He's fuming, mad at Leslie, thinking it was a trick. Uh, but she says she was late. That's late. a good scene too. That's a yeah. good scene too.
4: It was, it was well acted,
0: I think. Yeah, she's late because of car trouble, and he says he's going to nail every one of them. And yeah, she, I think he just thinks like she was part of this plan because he, yeah. he he just doesn't understand why she would want anything to do with him.
4: Yeah, he felt set up. Like, like, yeah,
3: yeah. And, and to be fair, uh, it makes sense why he wants revenge again, attempted murder.
0: Yeah, he, yeah. He's seen terror train. <laughs> like, that's how serial killers start. Like, like, you know, like, like
3: You take out all the other crap they do to him prior in this movie.
0: They still tried to kill him! That's it! That's enough! He doesn't need another reason! The whole school was witness. (laughs) Yeah!
4: Yeah! And and the funny thing is, kids today, they're always like, I'm getting bullied, I'm getting bullied. Well, kids, this is what bullying was like in our days, okay? People tried to murder us, so (laughs) don't complain about it.
3: This was our nom. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, at at home, uh, he puts on the Sammy Curry record, and he falls asleep to it. All of a sudden, like his his place is on fire. But I think we're streaming into the hotel, and he keeps hearing backwards stuff. And then he sees Sammy in a circle of fire, and he's saying the backwards stuff. Eddie wakes up, and the record's spinning the creepy stuff. He reverses it, and then it says, like, let them something themselves, or he's like, you're the bait, the bait is you. So he's uh, intrigued by that. And at school, Eddie sets up a, a janitor mop set, a rolling chair in the hallway, and then Leslie joins Eddie for lunch... <laughs> <laughs> who continues to think she set him up and he gets up and confronts Tim the the main asshole and dumps his lunch on him and they give chase to Eddie who put he, he puts yeah. a, he had put together an obstacle course of traps through the no. school
3: to no, work- he home alone's the the school is what he does <laughs>
0: like
4: uh, flying ahead. over the mop and everything and it's like whoa
0: and down and up and down the school like he's like running in laps through the school but he winds up in tim and the goons accidentally jumping into the teacher's lounge and shooting them with a fire extinguisher spraying like the faculty although uh,
3: like they found the oldest people they could find to be the faculty <laughs> like every but, yeah. person in that room looks like they're 70 <laughs>
0: At home, Eddie continues to experiment with playing the record backward. He plays it for Roger, and Roger's ho-hum about it. Eddie thinks it's meant to be. Roger tells him he's a sucker for some record industry sales tactics. Uh, Eddie plays another record and moves it backward, and nothing happens. And then randomly, he starts hearing things from elsewhere in the room, and he continues playing the record backward, and then devilish laughter fills up the room. He introduces himself as Ragman and says he has a question, and he goes, was that message yesterday meant for me? And he, and he sends the record backward, and it says, all part of the plan. He asks the plan, and it says, to nail them all, revenge. And then his mom interrupts and tells him uh, to get to bed. The,
3: the first a- appearance of any parents in this movie.
0: <laughs> and uh, he asks the plan again, and it says, 666 Crush Metal Machines.
4: Yeah, of course. Six, six, we all six, know six. what that means. 666 yes. six, six Crush Metal Machines. It's my next vanity plate. It
3: won't, won't fit, though. It'll but... be like MTL. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, by the way, we haven't mentioned this. Eddie's license plate is Ragman. It is yeah. Ragman,
4: exactly.
0: He's all in. What?
4: But he's a weirdo. I mean, why is he so weird? Uh, I mean, he seems cooler than the other guys. He's got his own car. He's got his own license plate. It's not the license plate. Blade, it's the he's
3: music. A bitchin' stereo.
4: He's got a bitchin' stereo. He he knows the local DJ. He has the coolest bedroom in the town, probably. But he's weird. (laughs)
3: This guy, this kid should be crushing ass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nowadays he would. We were all ahead of our time back then. All the stuff that we were made fun of, picked on, told we were losers for back then. That's cool, kids now.
3: Like, like, in 86, like, uh, the only thing that he needed to do uh, to be, like, the cool, like, rebel guy who was, like, to smoke. If he just would have smoked, I think that would have got them in, <laughs> it. honestly. It's like, he's so bad. He's so dangerous. Smoked Ooh. and painted
0: every other fingernail black or, like, just his thumb black and wore one, like, spike glove. And then, like, yep, yep, <laughs> badass. Uh, so to the- studs. So in the school shop, he uh, plays a tape in his Walkman and sits at a desk and eats his sack lunch, which he goes for the Twinkie first. Uh, He's confronted by Tim and the uh, stereotypical like other guy to the main guy. Like this guy was like the most stereotypical of like, look who just walked in, like that, you know (laughs) that, you know that. He didn't say anything. He just stands making those looks crossing those arms at, at the right times tim knocks him out of the desk and then he kicks his walkman away and throws him on the floor tim grabs a wrench and tosses it at him like a, a big old wrench not just like a little wrench it's a huge metal wrench and he says do you think i'm a puss and he continues throwing more wrenches that keep giving bigger uh God. But he, like oh like woo, like these are putting like dents in like brick stone walls like Okay, and then he goes to reach for one of the biggest ones, but a belt starts and his tie gets stuck in it, and then there's like a piston or something that comes straight for his eye, and Eddie shuts off the power just in time, and Tim gives him the old... (coughs) It's
2: not over yet, man. It's
1: not over yet!
3: No. Not yet. That's right. (laughs) The classic line. Like, like, I can't believe that he's like, this isn't over. Like, really? you Facing death? Like, literally. Like, that's not enough for you. It's like, you know what? It's not worth it. You <laughs> Forget know, it. You know what it
0: should have been over, Tim? The night of the pool party when you went <laughs> yeah. home and said, fuck, I almost killed a kid tonight. I should probably Just, rethink things. Just because he
3: listens to music that I don't? like, <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with me?
4: And does anyone else just really wonder what kind of music that guy's into? Like, the other guy? Like, what is so yeah. good? Is it like...
0: Like Rico Suave is that what he's into? Yeah, I mean, like, I, was,
4: like, I was thinking, like, never gonna give you up. Oh, God. Yeah, he was like, he was like, down.
0: Generation One Rick Astley fan. Like, Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Rick uh, Non-ironic guess, it. Rick Astley. Non ironic Rick
3: Astley fan. And <laughs> right. And what's so fucking irritating is, like, this, you know, Eddie's listening to metal now, but, like, you know, what, four years from now, like, Uh, like, all that music is exactly the kind of shit that that guy would have listened to. Yeah. You know?
0: Tim's going to end up liking that stuff later. Yeah, of course. Of course.
3: And he almost murders
0: someone. (laughs) We're we're all, like, digging up old high school, like, grievances and beefs during this. It's kind of... We're going to be a mess by the end of this.
4: That's why this movie... And then Chuckie
0: with us, up. I think. Eddie drives around and plays some cryptic backward stuff while speeding around town in his, like, beater car. And his mom goes to put away his laundry and finds a bracelet. And then she looks over his pictures of Sammy Kerr and he goes through some of his records. And then the stereo blares on its own, freaking the mom <laughs> out. And she can't shut it off. But then Eddie shows up and it all stops.
3: Has, has she just never used a stereo? Because it's not like she... It's not like she's like trying to turn the power off, but it's not turning off. She's just swatting at, at the whole <laughs> stereo. He's got like, let's say conservatively three receivers
2: that's right. like,
3: that she's playing with, trying to turn it off. And I just like, like I understand you. You're it's loud, but it's just loud. Like just you, you can't read. There's certainly a volume. Not there's a power button. It's labeled power.
0: You. No one is being possessed by the soul of Sammy Curtis. <laughs> she didn't even try to do it right. She just like, slapped she, her hands all over it. She <laughs> does the same thing when
4: she tried to program her VCR, you know? She's one of those people that has just the 12 o'clock flashing. Yeah. She can't figure it out. She just swats at it.
3: <laughs> like all, all she did was adjust the bass and treble. Poorly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that night, Eddie lights some candles and puts on a vinyl and speeds it through to a cassette copy. Tim shows up at school, and Eddie has left him a tape on his locker as a peace offering. And then Eddie's friend Roger stares up a cheerleader's skirt as she's hanging a banner mm. as he notices Eddie rocking hard in his new outfit, and he tells him he um, missed a final. And that outfit, dude, Cullen, that he's wearing right here? Yeah. He's got the nature of the beast, right? Like that. <laughs> he that absolutely be... does. He's just missing the jaguar, right? Leslie finds him in the hall uh, with Roger and asks if he's okay after she heard about him and Tim, and he compliments her outfit and leaves because he's a badass well, they... now in his jumpsuit. So. Yeah, you got
4: to leave him. Uh, that's that's how you deal with the opposite sex. You leave him uh, wanting more. So yes. now he knows. <laughs>
0: Great. He knows how Quite to play cool. the game. That's yeah. right. Congratulations, Eddie. You're Tim now. Just saying. <laughs> Tim is at some, like, lover's lane makeout out point with a girl that talked about eddie being creepy they're in the back seat you know and he says he's he's got to go and he, he 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 leaves i don't know like he had to go <laughs> talk to the tree like,
4: i'm not sure where he goes and wasn't there a scene where he was like come on we did this before once or something like that Or yeah maybe I'm mixing yeah, it up yeah, yeah yeah
3: but but it's so great like like literally in the middle of making out like i gotta go like, <laughs> where
0: and then when we see him he's just standing by a tree he didn't pee he just like standing yeah. by a tree. Maybe he's standing by the tree thinking, he's contemplating. I, I almost maybe killed a kid the... at the pool the other night, yeah, and then he, I tried he's... to murder him with wrenches. I should probably stop that
3: now. This is really escalating out of control. Oh.
0: He's just thinking back,
4: and he's thinking, maybe that Sammy Kerr is not too bad of a guy. <laughs>
3: That music does kinda rock. Kinda Wait a minute. Rock.
0: Maybe I was wrong this whole time, man. <laughs> she finds the cassette in the car and plays it in her Walkman, and then there's a green glow that consumes like her earbud part of the headphones, and then over her body, and it begins undressing her, and she's enjoying it because fuck, it's better than Tim. We know it. And then, yeah, and then uh, that's uh, why
4: he had to go. Maybe that's <laughs> the reason he had to go. He was having issues. And then, oh no!
0: <laughs> oh,
3: wow, wow. <laughs> Let's find he's a jerk. So yes, yeah. good. More of that.
0: No, want want Tim. Tim can go to hell. The <laughs> no, no. hell's cool. Tim can go to heaven. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so it, it forms a hand, and well, she looks down, and there's some green well, demon thing before her. Well,
3: it, yeah, that demon well, thing was cool. I wish they showed it a little bit longer. It is like I would. I don't even know if it's a second. No, but it's, you see? It's, I know, it's so, so quick. quick. What's it's that? So oh, quick. it's gone. Yeah, so so what happens is she gets finger banged by a ghost, yes. and then a demon shows so, so. <laughs> up. It's
0: like my turn. Which makes me, it
3: makes me wonder, <laughs> like, what was this thing going to do if Tim listened to it? Was it gonna like, like yank him <laughs> off and his dick melts or something? Like, what, 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 what was it gonna do? Is
0: he gonna finger bang his head? Well, well, I was gonna say
4: he's got two hands, so it, no, I, no. you just use your imagination.
0: So it was a peace offering then, right? It was a peace offering. Like, hey, exactly.
3: I, I, Sammy I, Ghost gives the best angels. I gave you a pleasure so. cassette. <laughs> That's what happened. The yeah. the ghost was all pissed like a woman. Ah,
0: forget this. Yeah. T- Tim hears a scream from outside and he comes back to find her dead. And I thought dead, not dead. I swear he looks at like, oh, she's dead, but she's yeah. Not- like for the eighth He's, time I going to say she's not dead apparently. The headphones have like melted to her head. Like That's awesome. It's cool. And then <sighs> he takes the tape out of the Walkman and uh, the realization that he thinks Eddie did this. We we then see one of the most 80s things ever. The mom <laughs> is doing aerobics in her bedroom with a one leotard, of my leg warmers, a headband as she watches a talk show about the dangers of rock music on youth. Yes. That <laughs> That is everything. Troy has been sandwiched with episodes. He should have been on to talk about these things. But I'm like, oh my gosh, Troy.
4: That's just my typical Wednesday night, guys. You know, I'm
0: doing aerobics. Popping you know, your leggings. Donahue
4: tapes. Yeah. Popping yeah. in Donahue. Yeah. You know, Friday, I was Friday. On, you. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. I forgot about this.
4: I, I was on Jimmy Jones once. So I, I, I just pop in that video and watch myself. <laughs> I really was. I was on one of those
0: episodes. It was like a forced date
4: thing or something. Yeah, it was like, call me unique, but I want to date a freak. And I was, it was a last minute thing. My friend, a friend of mine was married and she was going to go do it. And then they found out she was married. So they're like, no, you can't do that. Like, it's like real anyway. Like, who cares? (laughs) But but so I flew out there because my friend worked for American Airlines. He came out with me. I, was so panicked before the show because I'd never done anything like this was like my first, I guess, acting anything, you know, I was like maybe 18 or 19. I can't remember. And I walked out and I like acted a lot more confident than I really was. And, you know, I ended up picking the guy that was the most anxious. He was like shaking and nervous and sweating. And so I was like, I'll pick him, you know? And then, I didn't really go on a date with him. I'd never really planned on dating him. I just was doing it just for promotion, but I think he got his feelings hurt or something because he thought I really was going to go on a date with him. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry.
0: So you could take him on Maury, and he'd really think he was the father, even if he wasn't, right? Yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> like He's like, remember, I met you on the Junie Jones show. And then they'll be like, "You are not the father." And then I get, I get up and I dance, and that's what happens. Yeah, guys, if you dig up that, I think it was 1998 or 1997 episode of Jenny Jones.
0: So on this talk show, they're not graced with such a good presence as yourself, but they have they, <laughs> they went they went for backup. They have Ozzy Osbourne as the Reverend talking about it, which this is this is more up to speed with what I'd expect of a musician cameo yeah,
4: spot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He,
0: he, he's fun enough. Uh, he's fun. I, I don't think they have enough of him, really. Like he's barely there. The
4: one time in Ozzy's career that you can actually understand what he's saying. Yes. And I'm wondering, he probably was still drinking then, and he's he's probably the only person in history who, when he drinks, he's more coherent than when he's sober. <laughs> right. Because Now we're like, what well, he? Uh, don't get me wrong. I love Ozzy Osbourne to death. He he just seems like a really cool, nice guy, but. I really need subtitles
0: when I... Oh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
4: But he was very articulate somehow it's, in this movie. I, don't, it's, I was surprised. It's one,
3: of the few, it's one of the few times you see him in his life where he is not <laughs> strung
0: out. Right, yeah. He looks really, like he really got into it for this part. Yeah, like, yeah. Method Ozzy. Yeah, <laughs> there took you a, go. He took a shower, <laughs> you
4: know? <laughs> He put he brushed his hair back into a little ponytail and <laughs>
0: That's right. uh, so our fan favorite Tim pulls up to the house and he's screaming for wine <laughs> Eddie comes outside not knowing what happened. Tim says that the girl's in the hospital, she almost died, and he just asks Eddie that Eddie stays away from him. It's like dude <laughs> No problem. <laughs> you were the one who uh, d- drove over to my fucking house. You're the one that threw me in the pool. You're the one that threw wrenches at like. Right. Like I've been trying to do that for years.
3: <laughs> this, this is what it takes. I'm gonna die for you. Go
0: like. You know what? I'm good. Just get stay away. Stay away from
4: me. Just
0: keep away from you me, man. Away I don't know what from you're me, you. and I'll stop trying to murder you. Isn't do that you? when the the, the
4: pumpkins flame up at that time, too. Yes, jack lanterns yeah. fire up
0: as, as he leaves. That was leaves.
4: cool. That was cool. And
0: Eddie, like, looks devilishly onward. Um, then Mom opens the door, and uh, the jack-o'-lanterns stop. Like, everything stops. When 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 Mom and Eddie are present together,
4: I mean, everything isn't stops. That, that, isn't that life, though? Like, your parents show up, and the party stops. It's just like...
0: <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Eddie goes back to his room and asks the record what happened to Jeannie. That's the girl's name. That's the first time we're told it. He's upset, but the the record tells him to nail them all. Fuck them. And Eddie says he doesn't want to do it anymore. And uh, the record says Leslie. And Eddie freaks. It says that she set him up. Mom says Tim's dad is on the phone for him. The record wants to nail her too. And then he imitates Tim's voice telling her to come in.
4: Come on in, Mom. It's like, no, Come in, Mom. Mom, yeah.
0: He rushes out of the room and gets her to go get him soup.
4: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, soup.
0: <laughs> that, that'll cure your multiple personalities. I know. <laughs> When he returns to unplug the player, it zaps him. Then he begins to shake, and the stereo uh, lights up, and his hamster freaks, or rat, or whatever, and things bubble and rat. melt and electrify, and a devilish face awesome. comes from the speaker to uh, reach yeah, out. A, that was those
4: cool. Those cool 80s effects. Yeah, man. I also like those laser effects that yeah, happen in yeah, the 80s. Yeah. I, like I don't know if drawn they drawn on they or they something. Draw, yeah, they
0: draw over yeah. the film. That, I always yeah, yeah, yeah. love that stuff, too. I always think that's really cool. Like so I, do I. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I like drawn to it. I know. It, I'm like,
4: like yeah, lasers, awesome.
0: Lasers or electricity. <laughs> yeah, like, whenever electricity, they draw like, it mm-hmm. over, I'm like, yeah. I love it. Uh, Me too. Uh, then it all stops and goes quiet for a moment. And then, blam, Sammy Curry zaps into the room. And he's full of electricity. And his face yeah. is burned on one side. Mm-hmm. And uh, the TV comes on by itself with the, the talk show. And then Sammy. Oh, yeah. Wipes it's it off the TV. On. And he like wipes it off the TV and just cool That was a cool That was a cool. effect. I
4: was wondering. I was thinking. Like, I wonder if they timed that. Like they did. Instead, you know, because they didn't really
0: well, like, do the great screen or stuff. There's like, like a like I was like okay. Like you a just, wipe Yeah. There's like you scene? can yeah. see it pull kind of. Well, yeah. Because
3: yeah, it, cause it, yeah cause it's it's Ozzy Osbourne talking on TV and then he wipes the hand across it yeah, and you and see and Ozzy just... go like. Ah! stretches the screen
4: yeah right it was really cool effect Uh, and like i said i'm wondering if they did that in real time like shot it in camera instead of doing you know what they would do now which would be like green screen it or something so they probably had to time it just right so the actor playing sammy just had to like they're like yeah and then he just does that and it's just cool what like, I wonder is. But, things like that are cool. What movies. I wonder
3: is what the people in the studio thought. Like, they're like sitting there and all of a sudden starts screaming, like, what is he screaming about? Nothing's happening. It's you Aussie. You gotta
4: scream when nothing's happening. Yeah, especially when Ozzy's <laughs> <Aussies> around, man. <laughs> so, That's
2: the Aussie Are <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yes. Sammy says, you should be loyal to your heroes. And then mom comes back to the door. Sammy zaps into the speaker. Eddie takes a bat to his turntable and the rest of his stereo equipment. And she goes, what have you done to your stereo? I wanted a new one. And I laughed out loud when I that. That was a good line. I, yeah. I was like, one. I wanted a new one. When you
3: started like, like destroying all of it, that's when it really sank in, like, how ridiculous <laughs> and over-the-top stereo oh, yeah. was. You know what? Like, you? A,
4: this is my new excuse for things. Whenever I'm going to tell my husband I want something new, I'm just going to start bashing it yeah. with a baseball. I <laughs> want a new one. And he would be like, he'll come home and be like, what the hell are you doing? I'll be like, I wanted a new one.
0: (laughs) The car died. Better beat the shit out of it with a baseball bat. (laughs) Uh, The next day, Roger calls and they have this conversation about him just getting call waiting. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I
4: know. I remember (laughs) that. That was funny. uh, That was a big deal, though, when you had call waiting. Because there was that time, you know, back then, back in the olden days, when you, it's, oh, it's the worst, when you had to share the phone with your family. And, like, especially your, if you had siblings, and, like, you're like, hurry up and get off the phone. It's my turn to use the phone. And you know.
0: Eddie asked him to get the cassette from Tim and destroy it. So Roger, in his uh, drifter clothing, Jimmy's <laughs> Tim's car door open and gets the cassette. I couldn't tell if the joke was that, like, it was unlocked the whole time or that he actually got the lock. That was unlocked the whole time. Okay, that's funny. And then he leaves the the Ugh. coat hanger in there and comes back to get it, which is pretty funny. He goes home and he uh, goes to play the cassette, but Eddie calls before he hits play, and he lies and says he destroyed it. Roger then plays it and things begin smoking and getting weird in his home. Sammy appears and flips through the TV channels. Uh, the news reports. This part's cool too. Yeah, the news reports that uh, Sammy dies of a massive hemorrhage to the brain, suggesting <laughs> he was killed. Which, this kind of goes mm-hmm. nowhere, right?
4: They don't really explain yeah. it. That's weird. I wonder yeah. if they went wanted to go further with the story somehow, and and that's where the whole vengeance yeah. thing came in, but they just couldn't <laughs> do it, or they just decided but, to leave it in there? Can like, we imagine it was the
0: yeah. old PTA woman that killed him?
4: Yeah, let's do that. Because <laughs>
0: right after this, he pulls her through the TV yeah, and pull, that's, burns that's, that's her to a crisp.
3: Favorite.
4: I know, and, he just like reaches in, and he's like... And... and
3: Again, what's happening in that studio? Because it's just a woman sitting at a desk, and then, poof, I guess she's gone? <laughs> like, You're you know, because like, like a camera is not, like, right up next to the person that's talking, right, so, right. like, she just, like, flew through the air and disappeared, or... What the like what happened on the other end of that studio?
0: the Aussie one you could explain that it's just yeah. It's just what Eddie's seeing that's not really yeah. going on in the studio and it's just like a ghostly projection or something. But this right. one, right. he actually kills her. Yeah. <laughs> so he pulls her. Yeah.
4: So or so maybe it's all going on in uh, Eddie's head. Maybe it's yeah. not really happening. Maybe he just saw that and
0: who knows? True.
4: But um, no, I th- I think he really, well, I want to think he pulled her charred corpse mm-hmm. out of a television.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Roger falls over in a recliner, and when he gets up, Sammy's gone. And then Eddie's showering, we cut to for some reason. And then we see Roger vacuuming up the ashes of the PTA.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I keep it yeah. clean. We got to take care of this, you know. My parents stuff. are going to kill me with this
3: corpse in the living room, so I better <laughs> clean it up.
0: Eddie answers the door, and uh, it's Sam's here. This uh, this guy named Sam. He's dressed as Rambo for like a yeah, Halloween yeah. party. It's his mom's boyfriend we're introduced yeah, to all of a yeah. sudden. Die, commie pig.
4: Mom stands here.
2: <laughs> what a
0: I love it. He's like the most un-Rambo looking guy. Yeah, I think
4: that's the joke, right?
0: Which is either genius on his part or the movie's trying to make us laugh that he thinks he's serious. I don't know. Uh, and, buck and 30? She's, yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> like, she's, she's dressed as Madonna or something. Like she's trying to go as Madonna or something, right? The right, mom yes. and then
3: like, he's like, like the, Rambo. Only, the only way they could have been more, more 80s is like someone dressed as Mr. T walked in.
2: Right,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Before she goes out with him, she mentions that he's grounded and needs to pass out candy. Which, you know, I, I, re- I had this realization when I watched the movie. I was like, you remember like back then in TV and movies... If you were an older kid doing the cool Halloween stuff was always the punishment. You have to take the kids trick or treating or you have to oh, pass out candy. I'm like that's kind of I like that. That sounds things. like the fun. Yo, know, <laughs> it, it's
4: sad like we don't even get trick or
0: treaters. Right. You have you to know? you have to you have to dress up. Oh man. Like huh. wait.
3: You got to go out there and get some candy. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. I, 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 I would love it if this is like punishment. I'm like, what? Like, no.
4: I would love it if kids still trick or treated. I mean, I feel like they don't even do it anymore. At least not, not time, on Halloween. Like, my, yeah.
0: My kids and it starts like super early. It's like early. It's like I know. Five, it's, it's, like, it's like five thirty to seven thirty, and I'm like, I get off work and have to like race. To like not miss a half hour taking them out.
4: Man, back in in our old olden days or my olden days, it was like you almost like as whenever. soon as you got out of school or whatever, you had to first you got to dress up to go to school, which was cool, and then you go home and it started as soon as you wanted to, and then you just you know if it's yeah, like uh, three four, then you just start walking around and you're out all night long until yeah. they. Those people turn their lights off or whatever and then mm-hmm. you go home and you're out in the dark and you're just with your friends and it's just it was great.
0: Roger shows up at the dance with the the super eighties rap music playing. Uh, you
3: mean the best song in the movie that isn't even a rock song? <laughs>
2: right.
3: In a rock horror movie. My husband found that song somewhere and he, he like
4: played it he posted it on his Facebook one. Yeah, I was laughing. I was yeah. like we were wondering what no,
0: Tim listens to this is what Tim listens to. Well,
3: you know, Tim's got a pretty good taste
0: then. <laughs> Better Tip than Rick
3: Ashton or whatever. As soon as I stopped watching this movie, I immediately sent a link to Brandon with this song.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and not... Brandon
3: hadn't watched it yet, and he said, "Like, I have no idea what this is, but I'm really looking forward to watching it.
0: <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, after I listened to the song, I was like, happy 25th anniversary, Haunted House of Rock. <laughs> Because it's from 83, so it turned 25 this wow, year. Big deal, wow. Big deal. Big deal, yeah. yeah. Kids were still listening to it at the 1986 uh, Halloween dance. So, Yeah.
3: Yeah, imagine if the Sugar Hill Gang made a spooky song. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> Roger puts the tape in the boom box. Leslie stops him before he gets to do it and says, hi. She wants to know where Eddie is because that's all she does in this movie is ask where Eddie is. <laughs> she, she finds Roger and asks where Eddie is like eight times in the movie. But Leslie calls him at home and Eddie hears the music in the background. He freaks out and he goes zooming to the dance. But Sammy has taken over his car and he takes him to some mm-hmm. outskirts semi-stop place thing where he crashes around and like it takes off the up. top of the car and it speeds through town, and Eddie messes with the wiring and is able to get the brakes to work before it goes over a bridge, and he <sighs> takes off on foot. Uh, at the dance, the principal announces a band that's going to play the Kickers. The Kickers, uh, I know. And they don't get a kick much because a hand reaches through the amp and grabs the singer's head and
4: explodes. <laughs> <And his> the guitar-, <laughs> guitar flies through the air. Yes. Yeah. And Lands and, and by, Sammy.
3: And by the way, the band,
0: they're not faced by it at all. No, this so is not, like this is the first death in the movie too, right? Because the girl didn't yeah. die. Yeah.
4: Oh my you're god, like... you're right. You're like, hey man, let's just roll with it.
0: This movie's it's a like lot music. of close calls until this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we No, there's like there's more death than this. But... no, 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 it's not no, it's not the f-
3: oh, no, wait, oh, no, it's no, right. no,
0: no, yeah, the PTA guess, woman, that's right. Yeah, that's because right.
3: like the, the girl in the car, she didn't die, she's in the hospital. She's yeah, so you're hospital. right.
0: So his guitar goes flying, and Sammy Kerr takes the stage. He gets the crowd clapping and chanting. The band plays. Uh, during the performance, Sammy begins shooting electrical currents from his guitar. That's uh, right. He starts vaporizing uh, people, including I- Cullen. The principal, because when you make a high school movie of violence, you kill <laughs> the
4: principal. You have to. They kick you out of school if you wear certain T-shirts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: Well, I love that that the band just starts playing with him after they murdered their their friend in front of them.
0: They're like, like they start... woo, thank God, because that guy had no charisma. <laughs> right.
4: We need somebody oh, else."
0: shit! We replaced him with Sammy Kerr's like corpse soul <laughs> demon. Steven Burns, Sammy <laughs> Kerr.
3: Kickers are gonna make it big now. That's right. I don't know what like the band would expect, like then to start murdering everyone. Like, did no one see this? That he murdered someone and like like, oh, he starts shooting lightning. Like, it's one thing to murder the lead singer, but the crowd, I mean, come on. That's a that's a bridge
0: <laughs> too far. During all this, Leslie is freshening up in the bathroom and gets confronted by Tim. He asks if she's Making it with Weinbauer. And then Eddie gets to the high school and he finds Roger, who is crying on the steps. And he goes in to find Leslie. Tim's now forcing himself on her yeah. and then punches her in the face, showing us who the real villain of this movie has always been. We had no questions, but...
3: Well, yeah, like, the, the scariest part of the movie has doesn't even involve the murderer. It's, you know, she's... She's in the bathroom, alone, getting changed, and this guy just shows up. Yeah. And, and you know, she says, what are you, like, uh, no, I think, I can't remember, no, he says, what are you doing here to her? And I thought, no, what are you doing here, Tim?
2: <laughs>
3: and he finds
0: the tape and unspools yeah. it, stomps it. Uh,
3: but, by the way, I'm sorry to, to back it up again. But, you know, like, when they're in the bathroom, and, like, what are you doing here? All that's happening. They're screaming in the background. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Neither of them seem phased by it yeah. at all.
0: It's a metal show, you know. It's
3: a metal show. People are gonna be die, dying
4: and vaporized. It's cool. <laughs> it's rock it's and typical. roll. It's rock and roll, man.
0: Leslie escapes Tim and goes, and he goes looking for her. Eddie finds Tim. Sammy appears and grabs Tim and shocks him till his head explodes. <laughs> Good job, movie. Good job. <gasps> Eddie finds Leslie in a phone booth. The police show up, Eddie t- and Leslie go to escape, and Sammy gives chase. Roger then blows up uh, the fuse box, <laughs> and Sammy disappears. Roger's been pronounced dead by Eddie. The police are getting reports from various students as Eddie and Leslie carry Roger out. And students, like, target Eddie. They're like, okay, he did it. Which They're not wrong that he started this whole thing, but, like, He wasn't even in the building. I know. <laughs> They just hate Eddie. Yeah, he can't do anything right. Police chase him and Leslie away. They end up in some dark back alley, and the cops have just quit chasing them. They decide yeah. that they got to stop the midnight tribute to Sammy at the radio station. Right. Uh, they call. They can't get through. As they run to the station, we hear the DJ say he's gonna play the first track backwards. And uh, the police then run into Sammy, but wind up being vaporized by him. <laughs> Uh, Eddie and Leslie make it to his home. The radio begins playing on its own, and Eddie destroys it in all radios and TVs in the house. How he many wants, radios he wants, are in that house? He wants new ones. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: <laughs> well, I hope he enjoys picking up the eight radios that are in that house. Right.
2: Which,
4: which all probably cost about $3,000 back then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, as they struggle to find the keys of the car, Sammy uh, starts terrorizing them, including putting uh, flaming hand marks on the door and then like blowing yeah, it up. that was know, actually that was awesome. cool. Yeah,
4: that was. I like that. that part a
0: lot. Yeah. Eddie gets him to trip and fall with his hand in the toilet, <laughs> which I know, shocks him. And I was like, what? And then she flushes it, which I, I don't, I don't know what it did, but he's stuck in the toilet. I know. It seems <laughs> to me like okay, he's made of
3: electricity or. Something. It seems to me that flushing the toilet would only be helping him because there's less water in the bowl. But it hurts him more somehow.
0: Uh, Eddie goes to hotwire the car, but Sammy takes control and speeds it out of there, and they wind up stealing a cop car. They get to the station, and it's a, a whirlwind storm of stuff, and it's, like, too late. Eddie takes Leslie outside and tells her
1: to... All right, okay, look, here, this is what I need you to do. Stand here and count to 100. What? If he comes out after, you'll have time to run, but if he doesn't, if he doesn't, I need you to run in there, grab the tape, and destroy it. Alone? You'll be all right if you do what I say. You have to.
2: Okay. What about you? Maybe I'll see you later. Wait! What do you mean, maybe? All right, gentlemen. Start your engines.
0: And he takes the cassette tape (laughs) in a police car and drives off yelling insults and begging Sammy to appear and kill him.
4: You know, you looked a little flush back there. You sure
3: you're still okay, huh? Huh, dead man? Come on! You know,
1: I realized something tonight. I don't need you anymore. You need me. Because what are you
0: without
2: your fans? Huh? Who's going to buy your records when we're all gone? What are you waiting for? Now,
0: come on! Sammy explodes in the back seat, <laughs> but uh, his great greatest weakness being stuck behind the cage
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, between oh, the gosh, driver gosh. and the back seat. That metal cage,
3: you know, that conducts electricity just seems, I don't know, might be easy to get in the front
2: seats. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not a electrical think, ghost. I mean, uh, but
4: you would think, who knows? Maybe there's a toilet back there. We don't know what was going on. Right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there's someone who's got a finger blast to death. I don't
0: know. <laughs> he, he begins to pry it off as Eddie speeds the car off the, the bridge into the water. Leslie begins destroying the reels and equipment at the radio station. Eddie makes it back to the station and finds Leslie. They kiss. And he's finally realized she didn't set him up, apparently. And then Eddie takes the mic at the station, says,
1: Wake up, sleepyheads. It's party time.
0: And credits. Yeah. But just after the credits, there's a little tidbit with Ozzy Osbourne talking mm-hmm. about perverts.
2: This could kick you off into becoming an absolute pervert. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that is Ugh. trick or treat.
4: It's a. I I still love it. It's the perfect mix of actually really good storytelling, especially in the beginning. Originality uh relevance of the time with with the whole like satanic scare and all of that stuff and banding music and everything.
0: Hey, she and she got the high school she, assholes and, right. I'll tell you that's that. right. Mm-hmm.
4: And the cheesiness of the rock and roll, the way that he died and all of that stuff. So it was yeah. like perfect for me. And the I, I go on and on, but the soundtrack it's just such a good soundtrack. Fast way it's just awesome. I loved it. And the costuming and stuff. You know, even Eddie's outfits and everything were cool. And, of course, Sammy looked cool in that over-the-top sort of rock and roll way Mm -hmm. that was so popular back then. So it was cool. I liked it. It was funny. Didn't make sense at times, which is great because life doesn't. So
3: (laughs) (laughs) Slice of life. Exactly. What what cracks me up about this movie is it is what all those satanic panic people Mm are were scared out of their minds about happening. I mean, it's obviously played up a little bit more, but, I mean, it's exactly what it is, and they would would never see it. It's the movie that's made, you know, just to feed into their fears, and they would never watch this movie.
4: Mm -hmm. Didn't that really start in the 70s and then got really, like, huge in the 80s? Yeah. Mm Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, so funny. Like, I wish, you know, when I was telling you about being taken to church by my dad and my stepmother and and them showing us one of those instructional satanic panic type things, like why you shouldn't listen to heavy metal. I wish I could find that video. You know how they show all of those type of videos on riff tracks, like the whole educational type? I I need to... I'm going to YouTube that tonight nice, and see if I can find some of them. Maybe yeah, I'll they, find they, the they actual They do that stuff on like
0: the uh, the found footage film fest. That's a they they collect stuff like that and show. Yeah. It, like everything do is they? terrible and like yeah, there's. Yeah, a...
4: I, lo- I love everything is terrible. That's a great yeah. website. Everything.
0: <laughs> we should become the Satanic Panic podcast. It comes up a lot on our show.
2: <laughs> it's it's so yeah. funny though.
0: I love it. I think yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's, such a, it's Such a bizarre time. Mm-hmm.
2: It really mm-hmm. happened.
0: Um. Ragman. Yeah. (laughs) What's that about?
4: We never know.
3: (laughs) Why
0: Ragman?
4: Again, maybe Uh, they had a reason for it in the script and it just never got.
0: Maybe he yeah. wants to be like a journalist, a rock journalist, and go by Maybe.
4: Ragman. Cause... That's true. Or even a DJ or something. Who knows?
0: And uh, also, I'd, I'd like to
3: point out that the soundtrack was composed by Paul Sabu, mm-hmm. yeah. who you might remember uh, from Hard Rock Zombies. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he wrote all that music as well.
0: Oh, that's great.
3: Hard Rock
4: Zombies is a funny one. I did the, one of my I watched these films about that movie. It was pretty good. Oh, not, yeah. not as good as trick or treat.
2: <laughs> that's uh, the
4: creepy. That's the creepy one, right? Where the guy's like really into like the 12 or 13 yep, year yep. old girl. Ugh, really? Uh, uh, oh yeah. Oh, Cassie. It's yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's weird. <laughs> but funny and watchable.
3: Maybe it's more than one Paula Sabu, but I gotta have to imagine that. <laughs> It's got to be the same guy. It's too much of a coincidence.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's the hard rock zombies. Heart of Paul Sabu. I'm the <laughs> trick or treat Paul Sabu. <laughs> Paul just, no, uh, just...
3: that other horror rock movie with Paul Sabu. <laughs> <laughs> the bait. The
2: bait is you. Let the big fish hook themselves. You're the bait. The bait is you
0: now comes the point in the episode where we rate the movie we just watched as we are a cult cinema cavalcade we keep things nice and culty our ratings are as follows Uh, stay with your family which means you're stuck at home passing out candy like Tim grounded converted which means you are kind of like Leslie, you're kind of you're into this metal guy. You're not too sure about him, but you're sold you're sold on it. It's good times. Or drinking the Kool-Aid, you are like Eddie and you are obsessed with Sammy Kerr. He's everything to you. No matter what, you'll spin the record backwards. So, Bianca, how do you rate trick or treat?
4: I am drinking the Kool-Aid. I am 110% in there with Sammy Kerr. I think he just represents everything I love about the 80s, the hair and the metal and the, you know, lasers and heads exploding and the satanic panic and the fantastic soundtrack. And I relate so much to the outcast being in high school. It just. Brought back a lot of memories for me, and well acted. Especially by people you wouldn't expect, like Gene Simmons. So, I say check it out and definitely pick up the Fastway soundtrack. It is awesome.
3: Cullen! Full disclosure, a few weeks ago, uh, when we watched hack lantern I thought it was actually this movie. So... <laughs> I was pretty relieved when this was actually what we were watching for this episode. I was definitely entertained by it. Although, as Brandon pointed out, it's real deep into the movie before we actually get our first death. But what, you know, whatever, it, it's, it's still entertaining. Uh, I don't entirely understand why Sammy Carr is such a dick, but <laughs> whatever. No, it's, uh, it's good special effects, uh, a lot of fun. It absolutely knows what it is and just uh, goes for it. I'm gonna rate it, personally, uh, I'm, I'm converted on it. It's it's really strong, strong converted. It's just, there just needed to be like a few more like ridiculous over the top things for, for me just to say like, yes, I drink the Kool-Aid, I'm totally in on it. But uh, yes, definite converted on this one. So Brandon, how do you rate Trick or Treat?
0: I thought I saw this, I'd seen this movie before. I'm not sure, maybe I did. And I just hadn't seen it in a long time since. But this movie's got a good energy. And like we we mentioned how late the kill comes, but I didn't I didn't realize that till we were talking now because I was just into what I was watching before. It really gets a lot of the high school stuff right. It gets a lot of the feel of that time, which a kid watching now probably doesn't understand that as well. They can get the dynamics because there's still bullies today. There's still a dynamic. It might not be jocks versus metal heads anymore, but it, it's something, something else. I dig the soundtrack. I dig the explosions, the drawn on lightning. And laser stuff again. Mark Price is a good lead. I mean, we don't have much with him, and I was watching this movie. And I'm like, yeah, we don't have much with him. I I definitely like to see him because he's not like this dashingly handsome guy. He he feels the like regular guy, but still not like a complete outcast type looking guy. And, and as, as we are talking, like, there's there's scenes in this movie that are, like, really good. Like, I'm not saying this, this is, like, some awful movie that's atrocity, but, like, better than this movie probably deserves in terms of, like, the way they're acted, the way they're written. It's just, I, I said the Gene Simmons scene. Of all the scenes in the movie, if you hadn't seen them, I'm like, oh, there's a cameo by Gene Simmons. It's it's great. And, and they're like, oh, is it funny? No, no, no. It's, like, well-acted. Got some good dialogue and a, a really good uh, thematic there, but you, you probably wouldn't believe me. One thing came to mind was I read something recently that this, I think, fits into perfectly, which is what, like, it kind of explains a lot of my love for the horror genre, which see uh, Robert Cargill, he wrote the movie Sinister. He also wrote Doctor Strange. Uh, he used to be a writer at Ain't It Cool News back in the day, went by Massaworm. He he wrote, and this I think this fits very well trick-or-treat he says horror ages better than any other genre when it's old it simply becomes a period piece bad movies become fun movies good movies become great movies great movies become masterpieces the only real crime in horror is being boring avoid being boring and horror has a long life and i think this movie probably when it came out was considered bad ish uh, uh, around what it is but i think it's become that fun and I think it does do some horror elements well that maybe those watching it back then may not have respected then, but you could look back now, and I think this movie's got some good energy. I think it's a a hair long, but it doesn't bother me too much. I'm like, I'm going to go Kool-Aid on it, just crossing over, because I I really did have a lot of fun with this movie. I want like a a Scream Factory aerial video, like I was talking to Bianca about this off air, like I I want like a a collector's edition Blu-ray, because I want to hear the story of this movie years later with, People being honest, blunt, or get, just give me a commentary, something where I can hear the story of this movie because there's many moments and stuff that I'm intrigued by, and I want I want to hear like this story told. Like I, I'm fascinated by it, and I I definitely like this. It's one I'll, I'm definitely gonna revisit sooner than had I. I th- think i watched it back in the day can't be too sure so maybe this was my first time but it will be revisited it's got an energy i like it's got it delivers horror elements it delivers some like action elements it (laughs) delivers dramatic elements in weird ways so it's got like a whole package and i think it's really fun and its availability needs to be better it's kind of become a rarity it's surprising it's called trick or treat which i guess maybe trick or treat has taken over the when you think of it Mm -hmm. that and then there's trick or treats it should be on people's like lists to check out every once in a while during October, which I, I want to say, like I'm on social media and stuff, I got a PSA here since it is Halloween. When November 1st hits, I've cleared it. I talked to my local government. I talked to some federal government. You can still watch horror movies on November 1st, just so you people know. Um, they're also allowing it all the way up to September 30th as well. So just so you folks know, it's, it's available. Because if I have to see another post of Night 16, watching this, like,
4: right, right,
0: yeah, cool. Uh, My Night 16 was probably in January, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. So yeah, this was a fun movie. Good pick, Bianca. I liked it.
4: Thank you. Great review of it. (laughs)
3: Hit Parader, America's number one heavy metal magazine, presents the Heavy Metal Hotline. It's your chance to hear directly from superstars like Kiss, Dio, Anthrax, Ozzy, and Poison. They'll tell you their wildest tour stories and reveal secrets they've never told before. Plus, you'll hear the hottest metal news and gossip brought to you as only Hit Parader Knows How. Catch the latest feuds and controversies on the Heavy Metal Hotline, your backstage pass to headbanger rock and roll. Call 1-900-660-METL. $1.50 the first minute, 35 cents each additional minute
0: on the next episode of cult cinema cavalcade it's gonna be november it's our thankful month and we always dedicate it to somebody we're thankful for so this time we're gonna go with scream queen and b movie all-star linnea quigley as we cover three of her films in the next month Um, we'll be starting with 1989's murder weapon as always thank you for listening for either the 88th plus time, or even just the first, and we are grateful you gave us your time, and especially grateful to Bianca, Elaine, for once again giving us hers.
4: Well, thank you again for having me on, and I want to say thank you to your listeners. I hope they will go check out our Kickstarter campaign, and maybe we will reach that $15,000 goal. You never know. They can check it out at Zombinatrix, Z-O-M- B-I-N-A-T-R-I-X dot The cheeky one 1900hotdead.com and that's a little nod to the 1900 commercials of the late 80s and early 90s and hopefully by the time this place will be more than fully funded, we'll hit our stretch goal
0: (laughs) Excellent, Bianca Well, we look forward to next time but first, stay tuned to the trailer for Murder Weapon The Trailer That Actually Trails We're your mom
1: and dad Oh, they leave early on the weekends.
2: It's just us and the boys. It's party time.
1: Come and get it! Uh, uh, oh, you want to play?
2: Because Dawn and Amy have big plans.
1: He's the biggest.
0: <laughs> Why did Amy invite all her old boyfriends? Well, she missed them. <laughs> Is this Fancy Island or what? <laughs> <laughs>
3: You're both crazy. Someone doesn't know when to stop. Don't be a puss. Chug it.
2: Eric is so dangerous.
3: He shoots people for a living. And now, somebody's trying to kill us. The ultimate party.
2: I think I fucked him to death.
3: Has become a killer bash. Wagoner, Linnea Quigley, and Karen Russell.
2: Murder Weapon.
0: What the fuck? I thought you said this was going to be a party.
1: Thank you for listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker. Edited by Brandon Peters. Narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade.
4: Star Wars, um, I was born in 79, so I didn't really... I'm not, I'm still to this day and I, I don't want to like turn off a bunch of fans or anything, but I'm not a big star Wars person. And I think it's because well, it, we'll
2: go out, it all uh, Goodbye.
0: We'll go ahead uh, and talk about gonna, your retreat now. But I goodbye. No, <laughs> I'm
4: sorry guys. I just, I, I just, it, I didn't see it in the theater and I didn't really, the, I didn't really see it. You know, it wasn't like that mm. for me because I was so young and I never saw it. And, there might also be another reason. My parents they were huge sci fi fans. So one of the first movies, if not the first movie I remember being taken to as a child, was uh believe it or not, Dune. Oh My wow. Parents decided uh, Colin loves Dune. Dune and yeah, yeah, it's uh, David Lynch's Dune, no, right? it was sarcastic. No, I, <laughs> Sarca- I know. Sarcastic. I
0: know. He,
2: well he gets well, a
0: lot <laughs> of feedback from our episode we did on Dune before his <laughs> his uh uh attitude during it or his demeanor I I'd like
3: to take every copy of dune and just stab it with whatever's on uh, hand
0: around well,
4: me Here's the thing like I fell asleep in the movie you know cuz I was a kid Good choice.
0: And, no, very yeah. good not choice. Not surprised. Not surprised. Yeah.
4: But here's the thing I woke up and the part I woke up in and no not to spoil it to anyone
0: who hasn't seen Dune directed uh, by David Lynch at the end yeah. No. <laughs> <That's>
4: uh, <good. laughs> I, uh, I saw the uh, scene where Sting gets the knife or whatever thrown into his throat. Okay. He gets stabbed in the throat. Like, I woke up to that portion. And of course, it scared me. Like, I've never seen the movie since. And I was like, ah! You know, I, I don't remember what year that movie came out, but it, it was probably. I want
0: to make the uh, the B- uh, Bianca edit of Dune where it's like credits, lots of exposition, a ship flies by, Sting gets stabbed in the throat, and then end credits. That's
4: yeah, that's, that's probably what it is. It,
3: it doesn't make any less sense than watching the whole film, to be fair.
4: Okay.